tie me to a chair, all the updates, and Amy is powerless. All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. Do, 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 do. Oh, Amy. Oh, Amy. Here we are, I would say, 28, 20, 30 hours after we were supposed to record because something happened in your sweet, sweet state of North Kakalaki that um, made it impossible for us to greet each other yesterday. What What's going on down there, Amy? <sighs> well, it's super fun, gang. It's super fun. <laughs> if ever you're looking for a great time, just come on down to North Kakalak during an ice storm. Oh, my God. The good news is we've actually made the national news twice. We That's have, never good news for Pennsylvania. We for have delightful trees, and they're everywhere. And we have historic communities down here. So when they were built... That was back in the days of, hey, what's that? That's some of that electricity. So we have poles and street lines, and only the newer sort of developments had things buried. So right. even though, <laughs> uh, and I'm my, the newer sort of development means ours, de- the development that I live in was built in the 80s. It was purchased from one of many wealthy families. You know, they just granted. I don't know, a couple 500,000 acres of land, whatever it was, and a couple of lakes, and they turned it into multiple neighborhoods on the lakes. So, yes, they buried all of our power lines. Lovely. We have little gas-lit lanterns throughout the thing, all buried, all safe, all great. And then surrounding us on all sides- It's got to come out of the ground somewhere. city electric. (laughs) So the only thing saving my neck of the woods, literally, is the fact that- Within X number of miles, we have a fire station. Within X number of miles, we have a retirement home. So all of these places have to have their power. So even though we lose power regularly, it comes back on kind of quick by comparison. The interesting thing about this is there were 160,000 homes without power in this ice storm on Saturday morning. Bloop. Goodbye. And there were 2,100 individual outage points. Oh, wow. So that's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not as if they could go swang and then all of a sudden 7,000 homes come back. <laughs> yes, yes. So it was kind of this role, even within my neighborhood, we got power, you know, more than two days after it went off. And I sort of, you don't really believe it. So I said, is that, is that really power? And I put something out on social media. And then one of my neighbors, six streets over, she's like, we're still waiting for hours. So yeah, so it's not, you just, and no power when it's cold means that there are no heats. You got no heats in the house. It's cold in the house. So of course, my whack-ass husband is sort of cheering the idea that there's no heat because now we're going to go back to the top of the most efficient homes list provided by Duke Power. And I'm looking at him, seeing my breath, saying, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> right. <laughs> really? The stuff was snapping. The trees were coming down. And you would just hear the... 
That's I mean, terrifying. Yeah. So and we are listener, surrounded on all sides by massive, massive, ready to snap at any time trees. So dear listener, in Amy's backyard, she has like 90 foot tall trees and, and they're, they're all pole. And at the very top, there's hint of greenery and tree. And she, over a couple of summers ago, I think it was, you yep. took a video of the trees swaying right just in the winds and I thought well that's kind of terrifying luckily you're in North Carolina where your weather really doesn't promote ice storms and and the weight on the top of that tree to just really knock that shit down and yeah I think somebody heard me say it and I think I might have changed no, you no no we we have already been hit our house has been hit by trees falling from the yard, falling from the side yard, massive trees. Hurricanes have come. We've been hit by two hurricanes come through in our neck of the woods. We're not even on the coast. It's crazy. The trees are old. And when it rains and rains and rains and rains and rains, they just don't have the root structure to support anymore. So even when they're healthy, not all of them are deep in the woods, but even when they're healthy, it just takes a little bit of a poof and then over they go. When they get coated with ice... All yeah. of the pine that's up there just hangs down and it's so heavy. That's actually what I'm looking at right now. One of the trees snapped in half. So the tree is still intact in the ground. And then about 45 feet up, it split. And then the top of the tree came falling, crashing down. So that is sort of like, well, how? okay. So the bigger hang up now that we have power back and have gotten to throw out every lick of food in the refrigerator and freezer, bonus. Now that that's all back, you still can't really let the dog out because at any moment, another tree could fall down on him. So, ee, so you're walking with a leash. It's just, it's been great. So great. So, so great. I'm sorry. That's awful. We, um, we're off the grid to some degree. Like we, we also get that letter that tells you where you stand, but according to your neighbors, we have geothermal uh, we are getting our power from the Earth's core. Is that re- is that really true? <laughs> I don't know. But that's how I was sold on it. I'm like, all right. So, okay, that's great. So we don't really use it as much, but it doesn't matter. That's still why we got a generator. Well, that's- when we built the house, we said, do we get a whole house generator? Do we just do it right now and lock everything in? And it ended up it was going to be, I think it was like $7,000 to do it. And at that time, it was like, yeah, but don't you kind of want an irrigation system or, I don't know, a second floor? Like, it just seemed like there were more important things. Or toilets. Than don't spending. you want toilets? Yeah. Fortunately, you know, we've got friends who didn't lose power and said, come over. We've been making ribs all day and you're going to eat ribs now and come over and we're going to, you know, watch movies and I don't know. Hey, use our electronics, things that you can't do. <laughs> Plug so, in your phone yeah. here. Yeah. But it was like, it was apocalyptic because this entire segment of town went down. You get out, you drive in your car, even to go and see where can I get a cell tower so I can at least make a phone call to somebody, something. And it's just pitch black there's no street lights there's no house lights there's no stars there's nothing it was just driving black on black creepy and you you can't see the trees which were down everywhere so actually wasn't even really safe so (sighs) um what happened to your sourdough that was there in the very cold was ready to be baked and it sat on the counter until it was thrown the fuck out so i do have starter in the (coughs) fridge which should be fine because we do have a very fancy pants fridge and 
the second the power went out, everyone was banned from opening the fridge. So it stayed closed the entire time, and the fridge tells us what its lowest temperature was. It'll give you a readout. It has that sort of capability. And it got just into the danger zone, but not enough to make me crazy. So I'm going to keep that sourdough and use it. I'm right, because it ain't milk. I'm so. going to keep butter. I'm going to keep eggs. It got to, I, I want to say, I think it was 45 degrees was the highest it got, which is not great, but that's also... I mean, my counters is fucking 45 degrees up in this hole by by the time you're done with my damn husband. So you did bake some of that starter. I did. I did. And one time it was it was I would call it reasonable. That's about as good as it would be. I mean, we ate it. It tasted like bread. It 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 was okay. So it's going to take a whole lot more finessing than that. You mentioned at the top, I'm not sure if we'd even really been rolling when you mentioned it. I'm wearing glasses right now. And the total mind fuck that has happened just to get these glasses on my face, can't even describe it to you. The only, what I'm actually technically wearing, they call these readers. I don't know if that's, if you've heard that slang or if that's what everybody. I own 30 pairs of readers. There's one in every room. Well, that's all these fucking things are. And I'm trying to figure out what readers are. And they're, they're awful. They're the worst ever, but (laughs) they're so much better than what I had because what I had felt like a roving brain aneurysm for years because I've been doing this nonsense that my body has long given up on. So I finally, I had an eye appointment on Thursday and I went to it. And I came home, I had a big presentation Thursday night, and I couldn't even see the computer after getting my eyes adjusted and fixed. And I thought, are you kidding? So the next day I debated going back. Give what your did eyes, you do to me? You give broke your eyes my a eyes. Chance, give your eyes a chance, give your eyes a chance. And then I really couldn't take it by the end of the day, Friday, and that's when the ice was coming down, coming down. And it's, you know, so I thought, well, okay, I'll just deal with it Monday. And so all weekend long, no, I can't see, I have no heat, I can't wash my face I can't you know I mean I could wash my face if I'm like fucking pioneer woman take a hose and ice cold water right fuck you no in the no 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 anyway so I went back today they worked me in and we switched it all around and I'm just gonna succumb to what my body is telling me to do my vision has been adjusted so that I can see long distance but that means I can't see up close whereas before I had one eye in my contacts, doing up close, and one eye doing vision. And every time you adjust it, it means you can't really see as well in either direction. And the more they adjust it, it's like, okay, now you can't see far away or up close. Fun! You're a bifocal girl. That's what you can't just do readers anymore. You need bifocals. No, I've never done readers. I've always done bifocals using my contacts. But now I'm at the point where I can't do that anymore. I have to have, I have to have I have three different needs, one for far away, one for, (laughs) she called it uh, intermediate, which I found out the hard way on Friday. My whole life happens in intermediate and up close. So up close is fine with with no contacts, no corrected vision. Up super micro up close, I can see shit. But then I took a fucking measuring tape. It's still sitting right next to me. When you get 11 inches away from me, then it's soft. (laughs) <laughs> it's a mystery. Everything's a mystery. Everything it's gets soft. fuzzy there. It's super soft. So my whole life happens between 11 and 31 inches. And that's intermediate. So I just took the glasses Everybody, off, which feels you, great. But now I can't really see you on the if screen. If you ever run into Amy IRL, <laughs> get about 11 inches from her. And you will look better than you've ever looked before. Look, I can see shapes. I can still smack you. No. <laughs> that is very true. Do your kids know that? Yeah. 
All right, anyway. so there's there's our update on um on the sourdough. There's our update on the shit that you've been I guess trudging through the last 48 hours. I was Marco Poloing this morning with a friend and I said I got on Marco Polo and I said, "Oh yeah, I just worked out and showered." And I thought, "Those aren't words that come out of my mouth. Anybody who knows me knows that I don't say I just worked out, but I I really came to the conclusion that I don't work out as much as I negotiate each chocolate frosted donut. <laughs> I I counterbalance. So that's what it is. What did you do this morning? Well, I counterbalanced and then I countersurfed. <laughs> and then I, I I it makes much more sense if you understand I'm not really doing any of this to be healthy or or anything other than plan the shit I eat to feel less guilty about it. Wait, did I ride today? I sure did. Hand me that donut. Hand me that dark chocolate, salted, caramel covered deliciousness that you got at Trader Joe's. I'd like four, please. I'll ride more tomorrow. I mean, just knowing what's ahead of me in the house. Every time it snows or rains here, I do an Instacart and I get things I shouldn't eat. Fudge stripe cookies. Oh, you're the one who screwed me on that one. Your oldest asked for fudge-covered bars yeah. from those elves in the hollow tree. Those they're, the, they're the cunts. It's not my fault. I didn't well, make you the you brought it up. Well, you brought it up. And in my head, all I heard was fudge stripe, fudge stripe, fudge stripe, fudge stripe, fudge stripe. And guess what? Instacart and my thumbs made it happen within hours. And that's that's why I ride Peloton. If anybody's ever curious. Well, I mean, you raise, an, you raise an interesting point, And that's a lot of what is plaguing me at the moment. Normally, whatever that means. When- <laughs> Fucking fact. Fucking fact. (laughs) Normally, in my preconceived notion of normal, whenever a disruption to things would happen, it was always a blessing. It was it was like a snow day to a child. It was this hidden respite. It was okay. This is great. Everything is going to work now. Oh, looky loo! And the magic. 14 hours that I'd been, you know, desperate for. Yeah, I can't use any electricity, but, you know, or whatever it is. Now, any disruption to whatever had been thought about, I hate to say even planned, any disruption to whatever had been thought about becomes insurmountable. I did invite you over. I don't want your listener to think that I did not say, come over immediately. I have plenty of room for you here and I know where you 10 hours away. That's right. Well, I'm here. I'm here for you. I'm not hey, there for you. Hey, thanks. <laughs> I'm not there Yeah, for my you. mom pulled that shit too. She was like, I wish I lived closer oh, than I'd be able closer. to. I'm like, thank you for, you know, more things that I, I appreciate it. I, on some level, even in the moment, I appreciate it. But it's like, dude. Gotta go. <laughs> while I sit here with my coffee and hot chocolate and bright lights on, let me tell you that I'm sad you don't have that. Thanks for calling. I mean, it's like, what are you fucking doing? <laughs> and eat a dick <laughs> while you're at it. I, I'm not jealous of what you have, but at the same time, you're when I tell you what I need is to call you later, that's really what I need. So... Stuart's white knuckling at home during an ice storm. I'm panicked. I'm stressed out. And my mother calls and says, it's 85 degrees. I can't believe it's still so warm so late. Can you believe the sun's out this late? No, I can't believe it, Mom. Between the ice and the deer and the treacherous roads, like I'm 
I, I can't even sit down. I'm just pacing around the island in the kitchen waiting to hear a garage door or waiting to hear a phone ring, like the worst, the best, whatever it is. Oh, it's so hot down here. I'm schwitzing. I'm like, oh, I got I to gotta go. I got, And that's it. I got to go. But when I say I got to go, they immediately jump to, oh, we're done with her. That's perfect. Let's get out of here. Can you do me a favor and sing Fly Me to the Moon with the words Tie Me to the Chair? <laughs> What's that all about? After 6 p.m., I, I mean, the dogs don't go out until nine. So it's not like I can go upstairs and disappear from the ground floor of the house. They they need people with them just to not sleep so they could sleep at night. And they're a nice company. But what also is downstairs with us is, how do you say, the kitchen <laughs> and everything that entails. So after 6.30, 7 o'clock at night, I need to be tied to a chair because if I am not, I eat everything. Do you have this problem, dear listener? Do you have this problem? Does anyone else have the problem of, I don't know, I guess idle hands is, is the hostess playground? The I'm just not hungry. Cake? I truthfully can go quite easily with this whole intermittent fasting nonsense. I can go quite easily until two or three o'clock before I even start thinking, did I eat today? And I'll ask that question on many days. I'll say, did I eat today? Because I don't count coffee. So, I mean, I'm always going to have coffee. Except when there's no electricity. I've never That's said, did I eat? I've never. I'm telling never. you. But then, then it starts to get to be the end of the day and nighttime. And that's the worst time to eat. Well, I guess it is. Tie me to a chair. I'm so interested in all of your eating habits now as you have adopted Peloton into your life. And once the electricity came back on we were able to get caught up on saturday night live did you happen to see it this weekend they did a peloton skit it was perfect how did i not see it it was called peloton it's a new version of peloton because maybe you don't respond to positive reinforcement now oh no. there's peloton <laughs> and they have really mean instructors who are like in the includes a a zoom video from behind while you ride so it's your ass while you're riding and then the person on there is like god okay i guess you're done like they're just oh <laughs> they're shit so <laughs> trash talking it's so bad and the, and then everybody's like yeah and they're like get your spite ride on i mean it was hilarious i was thinking oh i love that i'm gonna find that very, and watch very it very good very good there are there are instructors who are kind of rude <laughs> and not so nice and i don't take their rides although they do tend to have the best music uh but i i can't engage i need somebody who's going to be so you got this, girl. I'm like, yeah, I do. They yeah, even I got had this. they even had motivational soundtracks, and some of the music that they played was the theme from Larry David Show. Bum bum bum. Oh my god, That's the least inspiring fitness guru well, you're like, out are there. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. So funny. Very good. Um, dear listener, I did want to give you an update on the house situation. We have committed to build a house at the beach. Uh, as our second home and potentially we will have to rent it and only eat top ramen remember not bottom ramen because well, that's fucking gross top ramen something and tuna uh i can't promise you it's dolphin safe because it'll probably come from aldi and be cheap so we might have to really tighten that belt buckle but we will also be able to have someplace warm if not beach like to go come 
probably not even summer. I don't think what are you doing? What are you doing? Building a house. Yeah, We're building okay, a house. More. I need more than that sentence. That's not going to fucking cut it. We chose to not purchase somebody else's problems that <clears throat> we would soon have Tell to. Tell me, did you find a plan that you like? Are you going to have to come up with your own plan? Did you say, I give up? All y'all fucks, I'm doing it myself. I mean, where are you in this process? I don't have that kind of vision. I mean, I can't walk into a room that's painted all like terracotta and be like oh this has great bones I don't have that ability I just don't <laughs> I walked into a model house that they had and I okay. said I see myself living here I like your finishes I like all these these little touches you have here is this standard or is this an upgrade so I would call it a semi-custom house so somebody is going to give you this is where you should begin now go Yes. yes. Perfect. Perfect. Pick your perfect. cabinet. They pick have your a plan. Poles, yeah, pick you your, can yeah. choose. But this from is the, where the good. kitchen is. You're yeah. not moving the kitchen. No, like that finish kind of your thing. own adventure. I love it. Very smart. Yeah, so that's what we're going to do. And, and we committed to that. And sometime next week, I think we're going down there to do those finishing touches. But right now, we just got a forecast for another ice storm. So <sighs> I'm kind of wondering how, how that's going to work out. But either way, I just wanted to update you, dear listener. We got an email. I know we've got we've gotten many emails from listeners, and I can't begin to tell you how grateful I am for all of those. But I wanted to to share with you a specific email that we got from a specific listener. I want to make sure I can find it. Giving feedback, I think it goes back for a couple of weeks on all of the issues that we have broached and all of the wild opinions that we have shared because we have we I know you're going to think this is crazy but we are pretty opinionated folks. What? Come on. I know. It's shocking. So here it was Julia who wrote us. Julia, I'm not sharing any more information that you're giving me permission to do. She said, "I don't think of myself as the right to my favorite podcast kind of gal, <laughs> but I've honestly been thinking about several questions from recent episodes for days. So maybe I'll tell you yes. what I think and I'll get it out of that corner of my brain. So go, 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 go. So here's what she says. And she doesn't agree with me most of the time. So what? I'm just debating whether possible? or not to read it. No, you got to read it. You got to go. She go. says, creamy, always. So she's going back to our peanut smart. butter discussion. Yes, yeah, smart. I, we got a lot of feedback on that. But she's- when I was a kid, I only liked the crunchy. Go figure. <gasps> I know. I know. So she kind of, she. I'm still a kid. So she kind of went both ways. Yeah. Raspberry jam only. The kind with no sugar added. Right. Super good. And pro- probably means no seeds too, which is super good. Yeah. Yeah. My mother-in-law eats that and thinks that that's, she does it on uh, rice cakes and thinks that's going to make all the difference. Huh. Correct. Okay. Absolutely. Perfect. You should keep doing that. Yeah. Good job, mom-in-law. Yeah. Exactly. Pass, Raspberry pass. jam only. I definitely have eaten an orange over two sittings multiple times. What? That's wait. exactly what I wait, said as I wait. read it. Wait. I thought that we liked Julia. What happened? <laughs> we do like her. But I've also <sighs> eaten an entire pie in just two sittings. So. She redeemed herself right she there. Co- funny every how, single time how she it gives works. an opinion. She's, she I knew I liked her. <laughs> I knew I liked her. She's so good. There you go. Thank you, Julia. Oh, thank Um, God. Here, ready? There's more. Thongs, only since I was 15, and now I'm 50. Woo! Right? They only hurt when they're too small. 
I never, ever thought that the reason that I found them uncomfortable was they were the wrong size. Who? Let's just stop for a minute. Yeah. Who even thinks that thongs come in a size? <laughs> I mean, it's like an ice cube tray. You're either having ice or you're not. They don't have, I mean, stop it. Thong sizes. I she speak said, for the hefty cheeked. There's not such a, th- okay. She says, otherwise they are the best. The absence of panty lines was 100% the motivation, which is exactly okay, what we said. So Ginger takes two days to eat an orange and she wears a small size thong. This means she's hot. Automatically in the questionable zone. Her name's However, Julia. That's right. <laughs> and and yes. she did. I'm sorry. The brain does no worky. And so <laughs> she does eat a pie, though, in two sittings. So it balances out. I mean, Maybe she's I'm going to really toast to that metabolism. tonight. Yeah. That also, I'm going to toast to her. It also makes me feel like I should be angry. All right. Keep well, going. Maybe there's more. Maybe there's more. There's more. Okay. Come so on. she said here, and this is right up your alley, flaccid penises. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, are you really saying that neither of you have ever encountered anything but a fully erect dong? Well, after I'm handling it. Okay, I ahead. immediately bring to mind three men huh. I've been with who okay. couldn't get it up. <gasps> I hurt my neck. Wait. Ouch. <laughs> One who drank a lot and could never get it up because he was always drunk. Well, that's extenuating circumstances. Two yeah. uh, who presumably had deep psychological issues because he was raised by a stripper mom in a whorehouse. They what? His words. <laughs> His words. And two. <laughs> and wow! Surrounded wait, 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 wait. He was there no, for surrounded. No, I can't take it in. It's too much. I got to sit with it for a second. Whole pie, crunchy peanut butter. Oh, my God. Okay, two oranges. Wow! Okay, go back surrounded to the Surrounded by a mom. naked people and sex constantly from the time he was two. So, so he was so sex no bueno unless he's got multiple boobies and and lady business coming right at his face. Or that stuff. La, 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 la. Or that stuff doesn't affect him, and he needs he needs maybe like women the huh? psychological aspect of getting turned on more than the physical because he's always seen the physical. Look, I don't mean to diagnose him, Julia. I'm just saying. I've never dated a man who grew up in a whorehouse. <laughs> That's never. fascinating. Just she must have her own podcast. Okay. Next. She does. What? Actually, okay. she does. You gotta, you gotta hit that. You should like like we said to him, you gotta hit that shit at the end. All right, go, go, yep. go. More, more, and, more. And the third one, I don't know why, but he was rarely able to get more than half masked. It's <laughs> less of a problem during his non busy season when I guess he was probably sleeping better. But even then I think he was I've only ever experienced a full erection from him in once in the many months that they dated he definitely made up for it in other ways though at a girl at a girl julia find in your way okay first of all i'm so thrilled with this level of input and honesty i'm also shocked at these at the dudes. information yes oh. <laughs> who who knew that there were multiple dudes in in horsey don't situations and she's a thong wearing pie eater you know she can get it up let's just say <laughs> The problem is not with the partner. It's with the penis. Okay. That's very interesting. No, I have not I have not been around. I I will say that alcohol plays a factor. Age Always. age plays a factor. Haven't seen that yet. <laughs> it takes a little bit longer than when, you know I haven't seen that eighteen yet. years old and you you have sort of a subconscious thought. Maybe tonight I might Southwestern like, and then wind. four day four <laughs> rooms away, there's like 
boing. Yeah, no, that doesn't. That's there needs to be some engagement, some involvement. You know, hey, still works. But at the same time, there ain't no fucking problem. So anyway, oh my God, whorehouse loving man. I wonder what did take, did take to get all the way hoisting the mast, as she says. Julia, it seems that Amy has some more questions for you, so maybe Don't we should you love make a hard penis. I mean, come on, this is maybe good we time. should make a date for you to call in and share with us all of all of the flaccidity. I just, I'm here to say, I'm going to full stop it right now because this is nothing could be more fascinating than what she's talking about, and yet I'm going to jump in because recently, my husband and dear sweet friend also had February birthdays. So how do we celebrate those birthdays? We're going to raise a glass to each other. Oh, look, it's it's bourbon in a bag. Happy day. Let's have an appetizer outside. Oh, wonderful. Yay. Hooray. And in that conversation with some quickly gathered friends, one of our dear friends all of a sudden busts out. Blah, 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 porno. Somebody says porno. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I remember in college, there was this girl I knew who did porno. It, I mean, the background, people who are just sitting with you at a table, like like Julia, all of a sudden can say, well, I dated a guy who grew up in a whorehouse with, and now he's got such tits akimbo that he needs some sort of, I don't even know what, a hoist and a jack to be able to get the thing all the way up. I mean, how is it that you get super saturated on lady parts? What What's it going to take? What's next? What's left? I'm Julia, curious. write in and let us know what it took to actually, I mean, we know how he got to I'm you. I'm just but. saying there's a, there's a lot of people with a very surprising, interesting background. I'm here to tell you that the eyebrows go way up and I'm interested. I'd like to know more. Do tell. All right. We we want more information. Um, Julia, Julia actually hosts her own podcast called Solving Me Too. And we are going to, yeah, we are going to tune I in and it. take a listen and Super get to it. know her a little better because it's odd that you guys get to know us so well and our finances, our children. We don't know anything about you. And I am so fucking grateful for this open door to a listener's world in life that I I'm now, it's your fault. I, I need more. I and Amy absolutely I, needs I more. I can't believe the background, the, the sordid sexual history of so many of these partners. I need more. It's it's far better than Grey's Anatomy. And I'm here to tell you, I'm hung up on Grey's Anatomy. So give me the real life version I want in. I love it. Okay. Moving on. Mm. I know. COVID vaccine. But penis. I know. I know. <laughs> I'll leave it alone. You know what? It'll it'll be an open segment on on every show from now on. And it'll be called mm. penis. <laughs> or butt penis. All right, that'll be that'll be our new Butt penis. That's a different show. But with one T, not two T's. <laughs> oh, but, tell me about your vaccine for the love of shibbity crespus. What would you do for a COVID vaccine? What, I've had a lot of thoughts. No, I've had a lot of thoughts about this because I am in a situation uh, uh, where there is a case to be made that I could assert my belonging in a category slightly ahead 
of a more logical category that I'm in. I could make a case that I belong in a category that's going to open up next week. I could make the case. It could be made. That case could be made. And I have thought long and hard. So I feel like that's really what you're asking. Are you a line jumper? Yeah. So that is exactly what I'm asking. Um, <laughs> and I think my, the answer is fuck yes. You are a line jumper. My mother-in-law. The answer is not yes. You'd be surprised. Good. Because um, I think that's deplorable. For he- the only reason I would jump a line is for health reasons. And I- I'm not going to do it. The my mother-in-law is wanting to get everybody in the family together and and we said sure you know give us the dates and we are happy to come as long as we are vaccinated so they've been vaccinated they're over 75 and they have whatever comorbidity whatever so they are taking care of their children are all taking care of two of which two of whom are physicians uh, first responders, so they got theirs immediately. And the other one was kind of sketchy in how she got hers and her husband got his. And most of the kids are vaccinated, but they are lying when it comes to how they get it. One of them said that they're a smoker, one of which I don't realize weed smoking was a was a real cause. But they are people are lying about their reasons to get it. And I, I, I'm not mad about it. I'm just, it took me a minute to come to terms with what I was willing to do to achieve total vaccination. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I'm still, especially because I got an email this morning from my husband that had the name of a physician with whom he went to medical school who was just fired from his job because a nurse opened up and gave one vaccine from this vial and that left like 10 or 12. Sure, sure, sure. Bef- and he had a three-hour window left and he made phone calls to people who were on the next day's list or the next day's, couldn't get in touch with anyone. And then he had a friend whose mother was in a nursing home and who like he, every case he documented, he had all the paperwork, all the information and he he administered rather these than vaccines. let it waste, correct. And his wife, who was in pulmonary something, she had she had some lung issues, and gave her the very last one. Gave all the documentation to the Department of Health, and he was fired from his job. That's obscene. For taking liberties with those last ten doses. So, I mean, and this is somebody that my husband knows, with whom he went to school. Whatever. That's not even here or there. I don't want. You've heard about the guy who was on the highway and he was stuck and he had these vaccines and he went car to car. and so, two, wh- two, actually, two workers who did that, which is vastly different than the guys in Philadelphia who created a for-profit business in which they were calling their friends and giving away excess vaccine to friends after How are they hours. not my friends? <laughs> that's quite that's quite different than everything that you have described. I firmly believe get the vaccine in the arm. Throwing it in the trash is wasteful. Get it in the arm. And what your husband's friend did was laboriously document all best efforts that would have in any way not jumped the line. And at a certain point, it's going in the trash. I don't see how it's defensible at this point to put it in the trash. But that's truly, that's not what you're asking. The ethics of that situation notwithstanding, that's not what you're asking. What you're asking is, when is it okay 
for me, not anyone, for me to say, given my circumstances, I think I should be next in line because I have access to get the shot in the arm. That's really where we are. Because it's one thing to say, would you, would you, could you, if there's really no chance and it's all hypothetical. It only becomes interesting when you say, would you, would you, when someone has a needle filled with the serum. So tell me, is that where you are? So I have received, once my mother-in-law heard we weren't coming until I was vaccinated, she sent me 35 separate links on how to get vaccinated. Nobody gave a shit about Melissa until something was in jeopardy about, oh, wait, or, or, I need the whole family. So I, I want you to know that, and this is not a popular idea, but I live with a first responder who brings home every fucking thing that he touches on a patient. And yes, his PPE, sh- I better be excellent uh, but he he has brought home flu he has brought home some pox he has brought home all these fun things to his family and I truly feel living with him I am in just as much jeopardy as as he is on the front line having said that nobody else thinks that except for first responders families no correct I don't think that, that either no I don't think that in any way so that he's bringing anything home to me? No, I don't I don't in any way deny the risk that you take on as his family member, but it doesn't match with any of the criteria that I have seen. Our state is vastly different than your state. So I'd have to hear how they're divvying things in Pennsylvania. In North Carolina, group one was age-based, period. You hit the age or you don't. It's that simple. Group oh. two, yeah, there was nothing. Age and that's it. So if you're not over 65, we don't care what the fuck you do. You're out. Group two was healthcare workers. Comorbidities. Oh, he- no. Group two is group, healthcare workers? Group two, we have many groups. Group two is healthcare workers and uh, first line health responders. That included, not a lot of people know this, that included if you are the primary in-home caregiver for an at-risk person. So that meant if you have a child, if you have any relative who really can't get by without you and they have some health situation, you could go. So I could have in the loosest possible terms, I could have maybe pretended. That's not even what I'm talking about. Group three is the one that I'm pretending that I can be in because my husband is in group three and many of my friends in my bubble are in group three because they are officially counted as essential for essential workers, not first line. And that means they're already essential workers. They're doing jobs that have continued all throughout COVID because they've been designated as essential. So could I be employed by my husband or have I been employed by my husband or any of these other people when I've done seasonal work for them? Does that count? kind of could I make it happen well it's not an issue yet because it happens in like two or three weeks and what I have come to realize is I would not feel comfortable taking a vaccine that would and it's not a one-to-one but in the hypothetical sense taking a vaccine that my friends who are teachers do not yet have access to get now when we're all in the same bucket I'm in the very next classification I'm still three classifications higher than like general pop, right? When I'm the same as the teachers and I'm the same as everybody else. Yeah. Okay. I think that makes sense. I think I can, I think I can get behind it, but, and it's also vaccine dependent. We just only have so many doses to go around. We're a very large state. Yeah. That's the reason I'm like, uh, there aren't many 
when they release them, they release them in like 10,000 and they're gone in less than 10 seconds. If you're in a small state, chances are you're already way down on the list and you've been vaccinated already. In our state, it's very large. And they're, they stole is the, I'll just call it what it is. They stole, we had a million doses that were scheduled to come to my county and magically they were reallocated to Charlotte. So, and that, yeah, and that made wonderful news. Back in the days when people were stealing masks from the FBI or whatever the hell it was, when all this nonsense was going on. So it's the same thing with vaccine. They're just, it's going to go where it's going to go. Just like there's a tiny boutique, very expensive community in Palm Beach that magically (laughs) has lots and lots of vaccines. How did that happen? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that was a, a moral quandary that I had. You know, what if I got a phone call from a physician who knows or who has, do I go, do I? So the other, I, so that's something I struggled with briefly. I do not have the opportunity right now. So I have not made any call. But I will tell you that I, I have also another moral issue that with which I really do need your help. I flaccid, have to, flaccid penis? Or back to the no, flaccid penis? It's kind of about my dogs. I cheated on oh. my groomer. Oh, is that a moral issue? Yeah, I mean, I cheated on her and I love her and she loves my dogs, but she's too far. And I don't want to get in the car with a dog who vomits up every time, like a three days worth of food, every time we go there. I mm-hmm. I love her. How do I tell her that uh, you've unless she wants to come to my basement? Her. No, you've already cheated on her. You've already done it. You're a cheater now. I am. So you've, there's nothing to be done. You've left that relationship. I have to tell her. No, she doesn't know yet. She hasn't seen my dogs. How does she not know? Is it past due the time that you would normally groom with her? Well, it might be. I mean, my dogs are fucking gross. And I. She fucking knows. She fucking knows. You've been with her all through COVID. She's been in your driveway with the weird get in the back of the van. It puts the lotion on his skin. She's been doing this shit the whole time. And magically, you're two weeks late. You ain't never fucking two weeks late. Even when it's going to kill you, you're not two weeks late. She knows. She knows. Gee, I haven't heard from Melissa and her trio in ages. She's fucking cheating on me. So what do I do? Do I I say you do nothing. I say you do nothing. Is this someone that you go out socially for drinks with? Is this someone you send a Hanukkah card? Do you send her a Hanukkah card? Do you give her the extra $80 at Hanukkah time like you do everyone else in your life? I give her treats every time she takes care of my dogs. I bring her something. Yeah, yeah, but no is the answer. No, you just let that shit flow. And yes, for Christmas, I do give her a bonus if that was your question. Everybody gets a tip at Christmas. We talked about this. Just the tip. Just the tip, just the the tip, tip, Julia. It's just the tip. All right, so I, (laughs) I think you just let. It sounded like that's all Julia needed was just the tip. No, it's this is a man's problem. Julia's got that fucking size small thong. She don't have any fucking problems. I'm here to tell you, you've already made your choice. You've you've made Sophie's choice, and you fucking left her, and she knows it. So the only thing that you can do is put. The bold print sign in the yard that says, I left you. I'm going to wear a scarlet letter. You could do the Melissa method, yeah. which is to magically not answer those texts. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> and then two years from now, say, I switched my phone. I lost your number. New phone. Oh, Who my this? dogs aren't with us anymore. Yeah. You up? Yep. yep. Yeah. I so, know how you are. 
You got to just you got to just accept that guilt and ride harder. And that's it. You're not going back. Ride harder. I can't wait to see that Saturday Night Live. I'm going to ask her if she'll come to my house again. Why? You said no. You went to to, someone else. I did, but I don't have to go back to them. I just I can't drive my I didn't go to someone else because I didn't like her. I went to someone else because I can't drive 25 minutes with a vomiting canine. So, okay, is part of her service that she does come to you? I mean, that's not the it's not what her vet thinks that where she works, but I she I think she might come to us because that way she gets paid everything and not half of what she makes. So but it's a full day. I have that's three a, fucking dogs. It's no, a full that's day. That's a very different situation. That's a very different situation. You're trying. You're trying to move from a sanctioned relationship yes, relationship to an off the books into a fucking side piece and now yeah, i'd I'm, like to be her now side piece. i'm into it <laughs> okay now i'm into it this I'd is like not a melissa ghost piece. yes you gotta set that shit up on the side okay mm, absolutely. i should do that then yes i'm gonna try to do that yes and you don't put this shit in a text figure it the fuck out number one this is a phone call because otherwise you normally would do this face to face you get her on the fucking phone and you talk it and you say listen I just wanted to let you know because of the travel situation I can't come see you anymore and I hate it is there any way that if you were to travel here I'd love to have you see all three of the boys girls the dogs at one time I'd love to do that and maybe that would make it worth your effort to come out here if you can come to me you can do all three at once and I can just pay you directly Otherwise, unfortunately, I'm going to have to go with somebody local. So you tell me. How oh, I make like it her, her it. choosing ba, me or not ba, choosing ba. me. I love right. it. I love it. I bet you Julia wishes she had you for advice when she was <laughs> <laughs> negotiating that whorehouse situation. So interested in the, I know. In the floppy <laughs> I know. dude that had but tits everywhere. <laughs> Who does this? I mean, that's, I don't know. Is it hot in a whorehouse or is it gross? I know. I think at some point it's hot, and then you're overstimulated. Over too much chlamydia and not enough. I mean, instead of Tic Tacs, you're popping antibiotics, and yeah, yeah. So when I was little, I used to watch a TV show called The Magic Garden. Do you know what that is? It sounds sort of like something, but no. So no. Okay. It was, I don't know. I tell me who's local. tell me who's in it. I'm thinking of the Victory Garden, but that was a no. different thing. That's on NPR. Carol and uh, yeah. So there are these two super hippie young women. What are they? They play guitar. Weed? They sing songs. They talk to a squirrel in a tree. A pink squirrel in a yeah, tree. Yeah, you're Sherlock. high. Yeah, that's high. And it was on for twelve years. Started what out once channel? a week. No. Yeah, that's the reason I'm what? the only one who saw Ch- it. <laughs> I got WXII or whatever. I forget what it is from from Channel 12 a whole million years ago in Philadelphia, whatever the call letters were. Yeah, it was WPIX. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, yes. So what, what, think, what, what, what? It was Paula. It was, wait, Paula and, oh, I'll fucking think of it. So they came on. This is what I you remember get on, the magic mirror. Was that part of that? Through my magic mirror, I see, and they start naming kids. Yeah, of course. I remember that, but I don't remember fucking Garden. That show is called The Magic Garden. Oh. Oh, yeah, and I remember through my magic mirror. Yeah, 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 yeah. Through so there was the chuckle patch, and they would tell little jokes from the chuckle patch. In the the magic tree, would drop down a bag of interesting things, like like on Cinco de Mayo, they would drop down an enormous um, 
Mexican hat and one of them would put it on and the other one would play a, a Mexican ditty for lack of oh my verbiage. God, I'm so and, into this show all of a sudden. And they were both like teachers at some point. They yeah. taught together and they and it was it was beautiful. Like that's kind of what helped to raise me. And I, I absolutely loved it. It was on from 1972 to 1984. That's I was involved in those years. Yes. 12 years of of. Yeah. So if Philly and I think it was done actually in Brooklyn. Like I really think it was this sketchy little. It was so great. And it turns out those two women are still alive. What? Yay! Okay, fantastic. And they are doing an animated series of The Magic Garden, which I think is fantastic, but it loses all of the joy of seeing two people be so hokey pokey. That's what's so <laughs> great about it, because you can watch people put themselves out there. It's part of the reason podcasting with celebrities, you see them as real people. You really need that real personage involved to make you feel less silly about the things you do. When I'm on TikTok and I see Peter Gallagher and his daughter, remember the eyebrows from- I do. Mm -hmm. I've figured Uh, out who he is now because you say that and I also remember. And his daughter do anything you can do, I can do better. And they do, like, they just become more human to you. And and when they embarrass themselves and when you and I embarrass ourselves- Carol and Paula, those are their names, Carol and Paula, embarrass ourselves by not knowing words, by admitting I took my underpants off at my wedding, by, which by the way, my husband did not know and is, he's reeling right now. He (laughs) He heard it and he was like, I think he was involved shortly after the wedding. I'm here to say. I got to tell you, we did did not leave that wedding until (laughs) like, my father kept writing a check to the band to keep playing. He did not want anyone to leave. He wanted that night to last the rest of his life. So Magic Garden. Right. So they're bringing it back. I'm not a fan of how they're doing it, but I'm so excited these two women. Oh, by the way, Paul, uh, mm-hmm, the other one in it. Paula and Claude, you said. Her no, name is Claude. Carol, Paula. So That's Paula, the one. Carol. Paula was I the original Claude. Sandy in Greece on Broadway. Oh, okay. Which sure. I just discovered due to a rabbit hole I fell down on the inter- interweb. So what I want, my point, uh, it was a show that made a huge difference in my life. I absolutely loved it. Raced home from all the preschool schools. Like I loved knowing that you can be silly and not that's suffer. That's so funny. Zoom was the one that made a big difference Zoom, in Zoom, my life. Zoom, yes. Yeah, I Zoom, Zoom was big also. for me. I, that's the one that I remember because it was super high energy and very fun. Yeah, that was that was also fun. And that was actually people our ages who got to be silly, but they really also got to be exceptional. Like they were incredible at something. Each cast member had a had a skill of some sort. And these women too sing and and play different instruments and they were fantastic. But what they also had what they also had at the end was if you wrote in or you talked to them or you interacted with them, they did look through their magic mirror and they did tell you who they saw. So this week through our magic mirror, Julia, we see you and we are grateful for you. (laughs) We want you to know she did look through her magic mirror every fucking time. Every time to say thank you. And I would sit you. there and think, why does she never see me? And of course, I because I hadn't written in. But that didn't She never matter. said Amy, but no, no Amy but wrote in. She should know. She should know. Even that you were I there? Even though I don't write in. Yeah. She should have known you were there. She should have fucking known. Yeah, she didn't. Carol and Paula did not I know you, you were there. But mirror. I listened for my name every week and I was excited when I heard it, even though they were not <laughs> referring to me at all. Oh, 
And we have had other listeners who've written in. I mean, I know Therese hears her name almost every week, but I want you to know through our magic mirror, we see you. We hear you. We are grateful for you. If you want to communicate with us and tell us about your ex-boyfriend's flaccid penises, like they have several, you can write well, even us. Even the hard ones, you know. I mean, it's, we're we like those op- stories too. Yeah, those are those are also they may actually be better. Fa- I don't know. I don't know. You're going to beat that whorehouse story. Uh, you can write us at brilliantobservations at gmail.com. You can interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at Listen Brilliant. You can find us on Facebook at Brilliant Observations and even go a little deeper on there. Brillob Squad is our private group if you want to share your darkest stories. We look through our magic mirror and we see you. And for you, we are grateful. Anyway, I have one last question for you. Bring it. When do you order or purchase or go get your refills? Of what? Let, let it me matters. be clear. It matters. So, you're, so yeah. you're in the shower and you're using that that pump soap, right? Yeah. Pump, pump, pump or shampoo. Pump, pump. Yeah. At what point, at what point of that bottle of shampoo, that liquid mm-hmm. soap, do you say, I need to go get more or order more? <laughs> Uh, never is the good news and the bad news is because that was one of my marital vows I've married the world's biggest crazy person and he overstocks do you know have you heard of this loom lume underarm deodorant you've seen it advertised seen where it. like That's why would I why would I pay this much money why would I pay this much money and I think there's a version where you can like scrub it on your pud and it's like you know put it on your armpits put it on your dick there's like all this it's like you know super organic so that you don't stink anywhere it's creepy and gross we don't have the dick one but it's all in that same category of like don't let your shit stink he signed up everything is on a fucking subscription in this house everything that can be subscriptionized is subscriptionized. I have cases with an S of protein drink of versions and brands and flavors that we don't like because he starts it up and people go, oh, I didn't like that one. He's like, okay. And he forgets to turn it off. There are nine deodorants in the cabinet right now. Unused. Nine. I feel better. I feel they better. show up. We get three Razor Blades subscriptions. Well, of course, we do have four out of five people who use razor blades. But still, do we really need three subscriptions? And they roll into this. It's ridiculous. It's enraging. If only I had the access to turn that fucking valve off. So nothing ever, that uh, nothing, the things that you don't really need too many of, we have way too many of. And then the rest of the stuff that you don't ever want to run out, that kind of runs out all the fucking time. We never have milk, ever. There's never milk in this house. He drinks a lot of milk. It's really okay. upsetting. All right, then I feel better because you're not going to believe this, but I have a parent, you can guess which one, (laughs) who who kept a pantry full of, like if tuna was on sale, there were 200 cans of tuna. I I order way before, so it's the soap is full, the shampoo is full, I order a new one, so it's there. I've also been burned before by having like a foundation-y kind of thing and the color or a lipstick that they don't make the color anymore. So to have seven of them <laughs> seems, but some of those things expire like your protein drinks. I would be careful because those No, we expire. throw them the fuck out. I throw them out by the fucking case. And the worst part is I always try to pawn them off on the lacrosse teams because I'm like, they could use some protein and he won't let me bring them. He's like, no, those are close to expiring. And I'm like, and so yeah, we put them in the trash. It's just like opening your wallet and dumping the contents straight 
down the toilet. It's well, I awful. feel better because I'm broken, but you're just jacked. Like Yeah, I'm- there's no stopping it. And we really try to. But here's the other thing. With the makeup, that's the same as underpants and bras. They never stick with a good thing. They don't. Mac, you're right. Mac makeup is a fucker. They have canceled the best sell. And they, to the point where you walk in there and you say, why do they not make this anymore? And the woman selling it says, I have no idea. It was, it the, was best the best selling we've ever had. So it must be made with like monkey blood and I don't know. <laughs> we just know, lost access like to baby monkey blood. brains. Right. It must be something <laughs> where it's like, oop, they got away with that for as long as they could. And now you they were found out of it. So I don't even want to talk about makeup is another one. I have makeup is not fitting or working anymore. It's just everything is falling apart. Glasses don't work. I can't see through the magic mirror to even see if they're talking about me because I don't have my eyeballs in. I'll take care of the magic mirror (sighs) until your eyeballs come in and then you could do it. I got a lot of stuff to get started again. Dear listener, are you jealous of Julia from for our interactions with her? I am. She's She's got Julia. Look. Julia has some shit that's worked out in her life. And I think we all have a lesson to learn from her. If you are jealous of her I and you want your email read, you if need you to like a hard send dick. one yeah. <laughs> and share with us the joys, the pearls, the, the awesomeness that was in uh, Julia's. So let us know what you're thinking and how many penises you've interacted with that were not optimal. Okay? I'm just going to say not <laughs> optimal. <laughs> And we would love to hear it. We're, we're here for you. We want you to be there for us too. We love you guys. We appreciate you listening and downloading every week. Hey, feel free to check us out on Patreon. We are also <sighs> hawking our goods on <laughs> Tee Public. <laughs> we have some sales on Tee Public of our Be Kind of a Bitch t-shirt and could not be prouder. I would love if you are sporting one of those. I even we even recently sold a Neutsch T-shirt and sticker. Uh, so if you are sporting that shirt anywhere in the world you might be, do take a picture and put it on our Listen Brilliant Instagram. We would love to see you out in the world with a piece of us with you. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.